Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Genesis 16. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would learn the lesson that we should wait on you and not try to accomplish things our own way to help you out. We thank you for taking care of everything. You are the most powerful being. There's nothing that's too hard for you. You can work our lives out for the best. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Genesis 16. Now Sarai, the wife of Abram, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian female slave, and her name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Look, please, Yahweh has prevented me from bearing children. Please go into my servant. Perhaps I will have children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, the wife of Abram, took Hagar, her Egyptian female slave, after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as his wife. And he went in to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, then her mistress grew small in her eyes. And Sarai said to Abram, May my harm be upon you! I had my slave sleep with you, and when she saw that she had conceived, she no longer respected me. May Yahweh judge between me and you. And Abram said to Sarai, Look, your slave is under your authority. Do to her that which is good in your eyes. And Sarai mistreated her, and she fled from her presence. And the angel of Yahweh found her at a spring of water in the wilderness, at the spring by the road of Shur. And he said to Hagar, the female slave of Sarai, From where have you come, and where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of Sarai, my mistress. Then the angel of Yahweh said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her authority. And the angel of Yahweh said to her, I will greatly multiply your offspring, so that they cannot be counted for their abundance. And the angel of Yahweh said to her, Behold, you are pregnant, and shall have a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael, for Yahweh has listened to your suffering. And he shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand will be against everyone, and the hand of everyone will be against him, and he will live in hostility with all his brothers. So she called the name of Yahweh, who spoke to her, You are Elroy, for she said, Here I have seen after he who sees me. Therefore the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar had a child for Abram, a son. And Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore to him, Ishmael. And Abram was eighty-six years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 5, God repeats some great promises to Abram, including that he will have so many descendants that no one can count them. But Abram still has zero descendants at this point. So Sarai, Abram's wife, comes up with a plan to solve the problem. She will give her maid Hagar, who Moses tells us several times is Egyptian, to Abram as a wife. Hagar can have a child, and it will count as Sarai's child. 
This seems strange to us today, but it was accepted practice in those days, and it's even mentioned in the Code of Hammurabi. If a woman couldn't have children, she could give her maid to her husband, and the child her maid has will be considered her child. So, Abram agrees. But they all soon regret this decision. It starts out working as planned. Hagar becomes pregnant. But then, Hagar starts to think she is better than Sarai because Hagar can have a baby and Sarai cannot. And Hagar shows this attitude to Sarai. So Sarai is angry and goes to Abram and blames him for the problem. Abram says Sarai is allowed to discipline Hagar. So Sarai mistreats Hagar and Hagar runs away. So all of them are regretting this plan at this point. And God steps in and appears to Hagar. Some people think that the term, the angel of Yahweh, is more than just any angel and is actually an appearance of perhaps Jesus. In any case, the angel is speaking the message from God. So he starts out by asking Sarai where she is going. Hagar is on a road that leads to Egypt, but she just says she is running away from Sarai. The angel tells Hagar to go back and obey Sarai. He also explains that her son will become a large group of people that no one can count, which sounds just like the promise to Abram. He tells her the child will be named Ishmael, which means God hears, but he will be against everyone. So then Hagar says God is El Roy, which means God sees. So as promised, Hagar has the son, and Abram names him Ishmael. And Abram is 86 years old, so this is 11 years after Abram came to Canaan from Haran. And now for a deeper dive. Does God need our help? God had promised Abram his own descendants, and he and Sarai hadn't been able to have children for all these years. So maybe it was just impossible and they needed to come up with a new plan. And Sarai came up with the plan to help God fulfill his promise. And in Sarai's mind, it would be wonderful. She could imagine this child being born, and it being her child, even though Hagar actually had the child. It was an acceptable practice in that culture. And, of course, the ends was good. It accomplished God's promise. But it went very, very badly. God didn't need their help. And so, when they jumped the gun and tried doing it their way, it worked, but not as they intended. It wasn't the beautiful, happy experience that Sarai had imagined. And Abram probably figured he couldn't lose in the situation. Since Sarai had suggested the solution, she couldn't blame Abram for the result. Could she? Well, she could, and she did. And Hagar, who started thinking she was better than Sarai, ended up very unhappy and running away. She also was taking matters into her own hands. So God steps in and tells Hagar to go back. Even though Sarai was treating Hagar badly, it didn't give Hagar the right to run away. And Sarai shouldn't have been mistreating Hagar, even though Hagar had a bad attitude. And Abram should not have agreed to Sarai's suggestion. And Sarai shouldn't have suggested this. Because they didn't need to help God. God can handle fulfilling his promises without help. But after all that pain, it worked, right? Well just about as well as Abram's lie in Egypt, which did make him richer, including extra slaves. Maybe even one Egyptian slave named Hagar. But in each case, it only worked out 
because God stepped in and solved the problem. Because doing things our own way causes problems and doesn't help God. So, how does this apply to the choices in our lives? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.